Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. Episode 50, woohoo! A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the 50th episode of the MCAT podcast. We made it and we're excited. We're so excited that we're going to give away. <laughs> Next step is giving it away, but I'm going to help because I like giving away other people's stuff. We're going to give away five 10 packs of Next Step's full-length practice practice exams. I always have problems saying practice. Practice exams. That's 10 full-length practice exams to help you maximize your score on the MCAT. Practice exams, if you haven't heard, are one of the best ways to help you prepare to take the MCAT. And we're gonna give away five 10-packs. So five lucky students are gonna win access to 10 full-length exams from Next Step Test Prep. To enter, all you need to do is text the word TEST GIVEAWAY, that's all one word, TEST GIVEAWAY, to 44222, and we'll send you an email on how to enter to win. Again, test giveaway to 44222. All right, Brian, I've been getting a lot of emails lately from students. They're getting their scores back and they're freaking out thinking, oh my gosh, I need to take the MCAT again. And inevitably the question is always, well, there's a lot of questions, but really ultimately it comes down to, I need to retake it. What do I need to do next? So I'm sure you working at Next Step, uh, although most of the students, I'm sure, get amazing MCAT scores, some have that question still of, of retaking the MCAT. What, what are the first steps that you go through with a student when it comes to evaluating them for retaking the MCAT? Uh, yeah, Ryan. I mean, we get that question all the time. It's more people come to us for a retake that rather than, you know, once they tutor with us, they need another retake. Of course, of course. Yeah, that happens sometimes, but we get we get students literally every day. I mean, it, it is no exaggeration to say every day our phone rings here at Next Step where we hear some variation on this story. Um, I took a generic group class and or I self-studied and or I did this but didn't realize I wasn't ready. Now I have to retake. Please help me every day here. Yeah. Um, and so the first thing we always, you know, you always want to assess both for yourself or for a student or whatever is, um, is the retake actually necessary, right? Like based on what you got the first time, uh, and the rest of your admissions profile, um, 
do do you really have to retake? That that's the first question. And a lot of students sometimes skip past it because they the reaction for pre-meds who are straight A students, right? They're used to getting 99% of questions right on any test they ever take. Mm-hmm. So when they get an MCAT score that maybe isn't quite what they were expecting, the the first question is, you know, like, okay, let's let's understand that, you know, okay, I know you're bummed, it's it's disappointing, and yeah. you know, acknowledge that the, our emotions are kind of in turmoil when we don't succeed the way we thought we were going to. But let's step back and be objective. Um, and decide if a retake is necessary. Um, and I think, Ryan, you and I are going to be chatting in a later podcast about what makes for a competitive MCAT score. So for now, let's just say the first question, let's just assume the answer is yes. If you're listening to this podcast, you've looked at your score and you've realized absolutely 100% a retake is necessary. I will not get in to a school yeah. I'm willing to go to <laughs> if I don't retake. You're, you're, right? not a, you're not a 510 hoping for a 520 going, oh, I need to retake it. Yeah, and you 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 know that's a, you you think you're joking, but we actually get calls like I I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so that's the first question, right? You were like is a retake necessary? Um the second question we always want to consider with a student is a really um you know a, a searching review, a searching personal inventory of what did you do that led to that first score? Right? What were the habits? What were the study methods? Um, that actually generated the score you were unhappy with. Um, and, you know, for, for all of our listeners who are thinking about a retake, I need you to be really, really brutally honest with yourself because, you know, a lot of times you can kind of go, well, oh, I, I did well, I worked hard, and maybe you're fudging it a little bit or you know you could have done better. Um, but you need to ask yourself, was this really my best effort? When I say, well, I signed up for this class with this company, did you actually do all the homework? When you say, well, I was getting practice scores that were X, Y, Z, were you taking them under test-like conditions? We hear that all the time. Students will say, oh, but I was consistently scoring you know, this number well above average on all of my practice tests. And we say, well, but did you start at 8 a.m. in the morning and do a whole seven-hour grueling test experience? And we hear students go, oh, well, no. I mean, I did them a section at a time, right? Or they kind of they fudge a little bit. So we need to figure out what were the approaches that led to the unhappy score at first. And then third, and and this is the big hang-up, this is the question that's kind of the toughest to answer, is what's going to be different this time, right? Like, what are you going to do in terms of how you study, what you study, that's going to change your performance? And this is the pitfall that a lot of people fall into. I mean, we even get phone calls from people who are saying, well, now I'm stuck on a third retake because even my second retake didn't go well. Um, and that starts being, you know, problematic that, that starts sending very much the wrong sorts of signals to the admissions committees. Um, and in fact, we can see data from the old, uh, from the old MCAT where we have, you know, decade or more of, of data from this. And, and Ryan, I think we're going to, we're going to put a link up so students can see mm-hmm. what happens to retesters from, you know, the, again, this is from the old MCAT, but the trend certainly in my experience has been the same for the new MCAT where we don't quite have the data yet, which is that when you look at what happens to someone's score for lots and lots of students, the score change is zero or plus or minus one. 
you know, they, they don't, they don't, their score doesn't really change much, uh, at all. Um, and that, that's a, a, a sizable chunk of students. If you even extend it out to plus or minus two, so, you know, a, a, a one to two point score change, you actually start sweeping up the plurality. And in some cases, the majority of students who retake. Um, in fact, if we want to define a significant score improvement where you are now very significantly impacting your chance of getting into med school as something like four or more points better, if you just look at students who scored about average on the old MCAT, so now an average score is 500, on the old MCAT a, a, an average score was about a 25, um, you know, the, the students who actually got a four or more point score increase is only about 20%. Right. So only 20% of students actually got a really good, solid bump on their chances of getting to med school uh, on a retake. No, I, I don't say that to discourage people. I, I don't mean to suggest, oh, well, then don't bother retaking 80% chance. Haha, you didn't do any better. <laughs> like, that's, that's not the message I'm trying to get out there. The message I'm trying to get out there is you for darn sure want to make sure you're in that 20% or, or you know, 25% of students who have the significant score improvement. And that's when you have to figure out, well, what am I going to do different? What's going to change this time so that I get the results that I want? I think it's, it comes down to, it, we, we kind of focus on the MCAT here, obviously, because we're the MCAT podcast, but it, it all comes down to human psychology of not wanting to go outside of our comfort zone. And for the, M, the MCAT podcast, for the MCAT the the comfort zone is going to work, doing the normal job, making the money, going to school, doing those classes, hanging out with friends, and then spending a couple hours on the MCAT and and maybe doing that full eight hour um, full length to to really test our skills. That is outside of a lot of people's comfort zone, so they they maintain their their same their same schedule and and same trends and they don't improve. So how do you what's this is this is kind of psychology again. How do you shock someone's system? What's the best method you've seen as a tutor teaching people the MCAT for so long? What motivates them the most? Or is there anything that you can do as an external factor? It or does it have to be all internal? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you got a whole bunch of great ideas in there, Ryan, and a lot of different questions that we can unpack. But I, I want to start with what you were talking about, about like people getting stuck in a rut, you know, that they they just get this idea. Like you said, you go to class, you do the homework, the teacher tells you, you get an A, you get a pat on the head and a cookie. And that's very powerful conditioning for, you know, the 18 years that we're in school and then high school and then college and maybe we have a master's degree even before we go take the MCAT. We have so much of that conditioning of here's what you do to get an A in life. And then the MCAT just throws that all on its ear, you know, throws it out on its ear. It says, you know, great kid, you're an A. Here, have a 495. And it can be so shocking to be told you're below average when your whole life you've been getting A's. <laughs> um and so that that shock itself tends to be one of the biggest motivators, right? Like a willingness to just wake up and go, look, I need to change what I do. I don't even know how to change what I'm doing, but I, something has to change because the MCAT's not going to change for me. So I I, I got to make the, the the change, and that's usually by the time they when they come to us. 
um, or you know, of course, the, the folks listening to this podcast are seeking out advice. So I know our listeners are very well informed. Um, so they know they need to to make a change. And you mentioned the idea of like the intensity level, you know, oh, I'll do a couple hours of MCAT each night and maybe get around to taking a test on the weekend. And so that's part of it, right? Are you willing to make the MCAT nearly a full-time job? You know, at, at the minimum, can you find, I would say at least two hours, can you find three to four hours a day possibly, or treat it like a full-time job where you're waking up in the morning, going to the library and working on MCAT from, you know, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. Um, that, that's a big part of it. The, the second part of it is something, Ryan, you and I have talked about a bunch uh, over the, the many, many podcasts that we've done about the, the active engagement with the learning. So it can't just be passive. It can't just be, oh, I read a chapter and look at all these notes I wrote down and look at all these words I highlighted in the book. Aren't my notes so pretty? They're color coded. They're perfectly organized. Shouldn't I be getting an A on the MCAT? Uh, yeah. And if your notebook were taking the MCAT, I'm sure your notebook would do would do great. But in the end, it doesn't matter how pretty and perfectly organized and color-coded your notes are. You have to really ask yourself, but do I actually know this? Can I close my notebook and entirely from memory give a 10-minute or a 15-minute lecture on the basic function of the nephron? You know, not do I have the notes down there, do I casually recognize it? But could I seriously teach the nephron to my you know, little nephew who's a high school senior in a bio class? And if I don't have that level of knowledge where I can clearly understand and explain the concepts at that level, then chances are you don't know it well enough for the MCAT and you got to work at it more. The second part is the idea that just plowing forward, do more, do more, do more, take another test, take another test is the way to succeed. Um, and, and I say this all the time in our course, I've said this on our podcasts, but it's the autopsy afterwards. It's the review afterwards that actually lets you learn and improve. Sitting down and doing a passage of MCAT uh, verbal practice does literally nothing for your score. Analyzing it afterwards and figuring out what are the lessons learned, what are the takeaway points, that's where you improve. And so many people are unwilling to do that. The biggest shock I give to my own tutoring students is spending the entirety of the first few lessons just saying, we're not gonna sit here and, and plow through 100 questions together, we're gonna do five, and I'm going to teach you how to do an autopsy on this question and get a takeaway point. You do a passage and a set of questions, you should have at least three to four really good lessons learned from that. And if you're not taking the time to do that, to extract lessons learned, well, that, that's how you spent all last summer prepping for the MCAT and didn't get the score you want. Because you put a lot of time into it, but you didn't put the right kind of time into it. Okay. So a lot of it comes down to... from from just an overview of what we talked about a lot of it comes down to being self-aware and doing a good self-assessment on what went wrong and figuring out where to move forward it's it's like it's like plugging in directions to a gps you, you know the destination you want that good score whether it's a 510 or a 515 520 but you need to know where you're starting from. And so having that good self-assessment, being self-aware of, of where you fell flat on your first test or your second test and needing to retake it is where to improve on. Does that sound about right? Yeah, and that's an excellent analogy. I, I say exactly that to people, the, the, almost exactly the same thing to my own students. I, have you been listening in on my tutoring sessions? I have not. Is, <laughs> I tell them, look, you have Google Maps, 
you know where you're going, but you don't know where you are. And I know you think you know where you are, but we've actually got to figure out where you are before we can plot the directions. All right, there you have it. All about MCAT retakes, a very important topic. Hopefully not for you, but most likely it is for you. And don't worry, MCAT retakes are okay. They are okay. Don't forget to enter to win our 10-pack, five 10-packs that we're giving away. Her next step is giving away to help you prepare maybe for your retake. Text the word TEST GIVEAWAY, all one word, TEST GIVEAWAY, to 44222. This contest will end on July 31st, 2017. We'll give away those tests on August 1st. So text the word TEST GIVEAWAY, so 44222 by July 31st, 2017. If this is later than July 31st, 2017, that's okay. You still have access to everything that Next Step Test Prep has to offer, all of their full lengths, all of their books, their MCAT course, and even their one-on-one tutoring. They are an amazing tutoring company. They have a great MCAT class for you with over 100 hours of videos, access to all 10 full lengths, and so much more, including live office hours. Go check them out at nextstepmcat.com and use the promo code MCATPOD, that's all one letter, or all one word, all capital letters, MCATPOD, to save some money on whatever you buy at nextstepmcat.com. I hope you have a great week. Don't forget to check us out next week when we're going to talk about what is a competitive MCAT score. It's a great question. We're going to cover that next week here at the MCAT Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you get this podcast on your device every week for free. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.